welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Cashagro, and I'm here today with the West Tennessee Women's Center. And joining me today, I've got Tammy McClendon and Tammy Hardy. How are y'all today? Good. 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 Today's topic is going to be one that's really great for August because August is Breastfeeding Awareness Month. And we're going to be talking about how breastfeeding is the best start for your baby. So, Tammy Hardy, what exactly does that mean? Like, why is breastfeeding the best start for your baby? Well, because even though man has manufactured other ways to feed your baby by formula, this is the naturally designed best way to feed your baby. Mm-hmm. Breast milk consists of, of two products, and the begin the first product is colostrum. Colostrum cannot be manufactured by man by any means. So that is absolutely the best way to start out your baby's first feeding ever is through the colostrum. Okay. You said breast milk has two elements to it that make it what it is. The first one was colostrum. What's the other one? Well, usually by day three, mom's milk matures, and that's whenever the chemical compound is changed and the baby gets the fuller volume. In the beginning, the colostrum, mom is passing all the antibodies to the baby, passing all those immunities. It's like mom's given the first immunization to their baby by providing that colostrum and then usually by day three that milk matures and then baby gets the milk that it needs until about six months of age. Jackson General has worked very hard over the past several years to become a designated facility through Baby Friendly USA which basically means it holds us accountable to the highest standards for mother and baby care practices related to infant feeding. We help moms and their babies get off to the very best start. Our staff is trained regarding the care of breastfeeding moms and babies. Babies stay close to their mothers right after birth. They do skin to skin and rooming in, which we will talk about that a little bit in more detail. But that's a piece of the baby-friendly designation. We have policies that we have to follow, and we continually try to work to maintain that certification. But basically, It is just to provide the support that these mamas need to do the very best that they can to breastfeed their baby. It's to mainly educate the moms so they have the correct information, they have the facts, so they can make their choices of how they want to feed their baby. That's great. So it's it's like the cardiothoracic center. They have to have certain designations, be certified in certain things to be able to do what they do. OBGYN has to have the same thing. You guys have your certification for baby friendly. Is that correct? Correct. There's other benefits for breastfeeding Mm -hmm. for moms and for babies. Of course, for moms, it decreases certain cancers. There's a less risk of postpartum hemorrhage. And of course, the bonding with the mamas and babies. For babies, uh, that colostrum helps with the brain development, their eyes, their eyesight. Studies have been done that babies that are breastfed have higher IQs, actually. And um, there's, of course, the benefits for babies is there's less risk of certain childhood cancers, such as leukemia, and decreases the risk of obesity. 
Okay. And babies. But breastfed babies, they self-regulate whenever they are finished eating. They Mm -hmm. stop the feeding versus formula-fed babies have to eat until mom gets done. That's one of the benefits for the baby. Wow. I never knew that. I'm not a dad or, you know, there's not really any babies involved in my life, but I had no idea that breastfeeding is, is as important as what it is and could potentially help prevent certain kinds of childhood cancers and cancers in the mother. I had no idea that was a thing. And that's just a, the top of the iceberg. There's sure. so many for benefits for the community as a whole. There's less landfill with the bottles. There's, of course, the impact of the bonding with the moms and the babies, it's huge for mm-hmm. later on. Just so many benefits. So I've heard the term skin to skin. What exactly does that mean and why is that beneficial for newborn babies and for mothers? Sure. Skin to skin promotes breastfeeding. Moms are encouraged to, right after delivery, put their baby skin to skin. That's initiates that bonding for mothers and babies. It also helps the baby coordinate the latch better. Of course, there's also benefits. It's helping keeping that baby's temperature. Mom's breast can recognize when baby is too cold and her body will warm that baby. Really? Or if the baby is too hot, mama's body can decrease that baby's temperature. And of course, sometimes babies have a problem self-regulating their blood sugar Mm -hmm. right in the very beginning and uh, skin to skin promotes that blood sugar skin to skin contact is not only good for the the mother giving birth it's also good for the partner as well is that correct absolutely also being baby friendly we encourage rooming in and that is whenever we keep our mamas and babies together whenever mama is with that baby she picks up on those feeding cues and that helps her to know learn her baby and feed her baby on demand, which helps with her milk supply. One of the myths, I think, that sometimes is thought in our community because we are rooming in now is that we don't have a nursery. But we do. We actually have a nursery that is on the same floor as where the mamas are staying and behind the locked secured doors because we do everything we can to keep mamas and babies safe. So mamas do like rooming in with their babies they like knowing where their baby is and the baby will stay with the mama 23 of the 24 hours that she's there but if the mama's tired or her support person's not there and she needs a little bit of time to take a nap or whatever they can take the baby to the nursery the baby will be safe it's just down the hallway from where the mother is Mm -hmm. and the mother can get the baby anytime she wants it okay that's good to know So I imagine being designated like you guys are, being baby-friendly, you guys get a lot of questions about things that could be going on with the hospital to keep the mother and the baby safe, especially during COVID. So what are some of the frequently asked questions that you guys are seeing? I go to one of the clinics here locally and do some breastfeeding education, and some of the questions that I get asked that I'm going to ask of Tammy to answer, Sure. what are some medications that I can take that are safe? Like if I have a headache, can I take Tylenol? Or if I have some stomach issues, um, what are some safe medications that I can take and breastfeed? That is a question most of the time that should be addressed by your physician. Of course, that some over-the-counter medications are okay to take, especially if you took them during pregnancy. However, there is a reference that we use whenever moms call us. It's a book by Dr. Thomas Hale. He is a pharmacist from Texas Tech University, and he has a book called Medication and Mother's Milk. And we usually refer to that book or to ask your pharmacist where you're buying your medicine. 
So if I am taking a medication, will that medicine go through my breast milk and will the baby possibly get some of it? Yes, most medications are passed through the breast milk. Some medicines, uh, dependent on their chemical compound, it can pass quickly. Sometimes it does take a while. And that's a very good question that you need to be mindful of even some cosmetic products because it's absorbed through the skin. So always read your labels. And anytime you have questions, call someone. Okay. Um, as far as illegal medications. We know that there are situations where there are people in the community who use drugs illegally. And can you touch just a little bit about what could possibly happen if they continue to smoke marijuana or take pills or use heroin and still want to try to breastfeed their baby? Because addiction is real and it is something that is in our community. So what could you talk to these mamas about? Sure. We, of course, would try to support that mom, try to get her into some kind of treatment. There, of course, with the opioid problem that we're having, a, a lot of moms are on a medication called Subutex or Methadone. We actually encourage moms if they're in a treatment program to breastfeed. Their levels are monitored by their physicians and this is a safe way to keep babies from withdrawing however if a mom is having problems and they do other illicit drug use we do discourage that because we don't actually know the amount that she's ingesting and that it could be harmful for their baby so we just always want to support moms and encourage her to get in some kind of treatment so we do hear a lot about babies that have some withdrawals from medications. But what you're saying is, is that if they're on a medical assisted treatment program and their medication is regulated, then they can continue to breastfeed because it could be more beneficial in helping that baby not to have the withdrawal to the extremes that they could if they were on a non-regulated type illegal drug. Yes. And we do have a lot of facilities in our community that do help pregnant women. We have one called A Mother's Love that actually helps opioid-dependent mamas through their pregnancy and even post-delivery. And, and um, the mama and the baby can go back and stay there. So it is a great program, but that could be a whole other podcast in itself. Okay, I had another question. I've heard cabbage can help with engorgement. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, there are some benefits of the cabbage, some kind of enzyme. But what they typically think is that you keep that cabbage leaf cold and the shape of it kind of fits inside mom's bra and which that cold kind of helps with that engorgement or that pain. Well that's interesting. Um, Okay another question. My milk dried up the last time I tried to breastfeed my first baby so I wasn't able to breastfeed the whole time that I really wanted to. What are the chances of that happening again and if there's some things that I can do to keep that from happening this time? Well, what we've come to learn is that initial skin-to-skin in the first hour of delivery plays a huge impact on mother's milk. Of course, we encourage skin-to-skin throughout the hospital stay and even after you go home as much as possible. Putting baby to breast with a good latch, know that whatever baby 
takes out, your body is going to recognize that. And whatever baby takes out, your body's going to make more. So with a proper latch, eight or more feeds, eight or more than 24 is what we tell our moms. That's some things that we can kind of uh, educate moms and kind of help with that milk supply. I heard this one this week actually too. Can I just pump only, I really want my baby to get breast milk, but I don't want to breastfeed. Um, I've had on occasion moms that are interested in doing that. Again, if perhaps baby has to go to NICU, we do get our moms started pumping, hopefully within the six-hour time frame. The more stimulation to mom's breast is going to help with that milk supply. Of course, baby to breast is best. Your body recognizes baby, but that stimulation, the eight or more pumpings, in 24 hours is going to help with that milk supply and it is going to provide your baby with milk and if you're not able to put your baby to breast that is an option that some moms do choose to do. Okay I have a fever. Can I breastfeed my baby? You typically can. It just depends on maybe where the fever is originated from. I know moms with mastitis usually run a high-grade fever. They usually see redness at the breast, have a lot of pain, and usually that high-grade fever. And it is all, it is encouraged for moms to continue to breastfeed or pump while they're getting their treatment for the mastitis. As far as flu, that baby has been exposed, and usually we do encourage moms to continue to breastfeed because she is passing those immunities to that baby. Okay, so let's talk while we're on this topic a little bit about COVID because if the mother has or has tested positive for COVID, what do you recommend? Well, right now, as, as you know, it changes from hour to hour, but right now it's recommended that the baby do stay with mom. Mom is encouraged to wear her mask while she's breastfeeding and to wash her chest before the breastfeeding. She can keep the baby with her in the room now. And that is another good way for moms to pick up on those feeding cues and help with her milk supply. So today is July 30th for anyone who's listening. So like Tammy said, this information about COVID can change from hour to hour, day to day. So as of today, July 30th, that's the recommendation they have. Again, July 31st, that could be different. But as of July 30th at 11 a.m., those are the recommendations. There's so many different thoughts and theories about pacifiers. Um, Some people think that they're not good. Some people think that that's the only way to go with their babies. Uh, What are your suggestions on pacifiers? We just encourage moms to really make sure that breastfeeding is well established and the baby is latching well before they introduce their pacifier. I believe that studies have shown that pacifiers can help decrease the risk of sleep-related death. So I am a mother and I want to know a little bit more about breastfeeding before I have my baby. What are some of the things that I can get information from? Where, where can I go to find out some information? Actually, at West Tennessee Healthcare, we offer classes on breastfeeding monthly. You can get with our nurse education department and get those times. It's usually on a Thursday from 6 o'clock to 8 p.m. Taught by certified lactation counselors. We are very fortunate in that our hospital does have the certified lactation consultants that will come by 
and see the patients when they're in the hospital after they have their baby. They can answer any of their questions. They're a great resource. So anybody out there who is going to consider breastfeeding or even if you're just not really sure, make sure that you spend some time talking to our lactation consultants when they come to see you after you have your baby because they are the know-all, end-all, do-all, be-all when it comes to breastfeeding. They have specialized training. They're there to help you succeed, and that is their whole goal, is to see that you succeed in providing your baby the very best start to life. One of the most important things that they give you when you're in the hospital, you get a lot of information when you're in the hospital, a lot of information to take home. But our breastfeeding nurses will give you their phone number before you leave. And if you don't keep anything else, when you leave, keep that number handy. Put it on your refrigerator because if you have some problems a month down the road, six months down the road, the very next day, any kind of problems with breastfeeding, they're there. They want you to succeed. So they want you to use that number. Call them. They will get back with you if they're not available at the time because they are out seeing patients. But they are there to help you succeed. And they want you to be able to work through any problems or issues that you might have down the road. And before we end our conversation, I do want to address the fact that the time that we're in right now, and that is battling with COVID. Mm-hmm. Being pregnant is probably one of the happiest times of your life. And COVID has kind of stolen the joy from some of these new parents. And it hurts my heart for them. But I just want all the moms out there to be reassured that at Jackson Madison County General Hospital, we are going to do everything we can to provide you a safe delivery and to make it as memorable as possible, even with some of this joy taken away. We have specific visiting hours for our hospital across the board. Uh, we are requiring masks. We ask that you have one person that comes with you and stays with you the entire time. Um, unlike some of the other patients in the hospital, your person gets to stay with you the whole time. Tammy, I'm glad you brought that up because we've gotten a lot of messages on social media asking, is it safe for me to have my baby at general? Is it, do I need to have a home birth? You know, what are the precautions being taken for COVID? So expecting moms and parents out there, just keep in mind that Jackson General does have your best interest in mind. They're going to take every precaution possible to make sure you and your baby have a safe delivery. All right. Well, this has been a really great episode today. I've learned a lot about breastfeeding, which... Again, that's not really in my life, so I'm I'm glad to have learned a few things today. Uh, If you guys ever have any questions for Tammy and Tammy, I have put their email address underneath their names in the description of the podcast. If you're interested in taking our breastfeeding class, which we also offer some childbirth classes and infant care classes, and if you're interested in any of our pregnancy or birth-related classes, go to our website, scroll down to classes and events, click on that, And it will take you to a listing of all the classes and events that we are offering. I'll link that in the description of this podcast as well. So it'll be easier for people to find. Um, Another thing is that if you are uncomfortable in doing an in-person class, we do have some online classes offered, some Zoom classes. And we will work with you to help you get the education that you need during this trying time. Perfect. If you ever have any other questions, feel free to reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com. And this has been another episode of We Talk Health.